Howdy and welcome to the 10-week Bible study. This is week 8, day 4 of our study of Isaiah. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're talking about Isaiah 28, 16-29. Welcome back to the 10-week Bible study. Again, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs. Would you join me as we pray before we start? Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us, God. Speak to us and fill our hearts with the knowledge of you. We want to encounter you in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump into God's word. I'll be reading today from the NIV. This is Isaiah 28, starting in verse 16. So this is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who relies on it will never be stricken with panic. All right, let's pause right there. This is a response to what we read yesterday where the Lord is basically accusing all the leaders of Israel and Judah of being drunks and they have no business making rules and laws for people and they don't even have the the credentials they don't have the wherewithal to teach infants that's what he's accusing them of and then we end right before this passage with saying the leaders have said we've made a covenant with death we've made a lie our refuge like they're believing in these false gods they're believing in this false mythology that's very uh you know it's it's like there's there's the death and and what's beyond the grave um divination things like that has always been a part of pagan religion god has always says you can't have anything to do with that that is not me but almost every other pagan religion it's all about death and what's beyond the grave and can we talk to those things and what can come back you know and how do we talk to the the guy that runs the ferry over the river sticks that kind of stuff so um so the Lord is responding to that and he's saying, I'm going to lay a, a cornerstone. Now we know that this cornerstone he's talking about is Jesus, right? This is all throughout scripture, New Testament, Old Testament. We're looking, this is the Messiah we're talking about here. He's going to lay this stone, this cornerstone in Zion, in, in Jerusalem, that everything else is built on. It's, a, it's the surest foundation, right? Every foundation in Israel has been toppled once or twice or five times, but there's going to be this foundation. Again, this is speaking figuratively about the Messiah. He's, he's going to to lay him in Jerusalem. Jesus is going to rule and reign there forever. Verse 17, I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plumb line. Hail will sweep away your refuge, the lie, and water will overflow your hiding place. Now again, pausing right there, the 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 um the measuring line is like a, a string line using construction and the plumb line is what you use you drop straight down that's construction so he's 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 again using this metaphor of construction this cornerstone and and building but what he's talking about is he's talking about the messiah right he's talking about this this man that's going to come in and he's going to be perfect righteousness so it's a it's a construction metaphor but he's actually talking about Jesus Continuing on, he says, And hail will sweep away your refuge, the lie, and water will overflow your hiding place. Verse 18, Your covenant with death will be annulled. Your agreement with the realm of the dead will not stand. When the overwhelming scourge sweeps by, you will be beaten down by it. As often as it comes, it will carry you away. Morning after morning, by day and by night, it will sweep through. And so God is saying, listen, I have perfect righteousness that's coming, but 
all of this nonsense that you believed in, all of these false gods, this, this covenant with death, I'm going to destroy every bit of it and you're going to get trampled in the process. This is always a call to repentance, right? He's, he's calling his people to repentance. He's saying, listen, you don't repent. You're going to get destroyed by this because you have turned away from perfect righteousness. You have turned away from sound building practices. I'm going to bring these sound building practices and there's going to be a firm cornerstone, right? That you base everything off of. There's going to be a, a plumb line. There's going to be a string line that's, that's all going to be based on righteousness. He's talking, he's talking in the context again of leaders, of the leaders of Israel. And he's saying, I have a leader that is this perfect, righteous building, and you are all going to get destroyed. You are you are buildings that are going to get swept away. Continuing on here, the understanding of this message will bring sheer terror. The bed is too short to stretch out on, the blanket too narrow to wrap around you. <laughs> I love this this metaphor here, right? This is, I, I don't think Isaiah is prophesying that that for some reason that um, beds are literally going to begin to be too short in Israel, like they're only going to be able to get four foot, six foot long beds and sheets are going to be infants, you know, child size. And But the idea here, right? What he's saying is, is we've all experienced this when when we're staying somewhere where somewhere is the bed's not right. It's, it's not, long enough, like we're having to stay in a kid's bed for some reason, you know, if you've ever gone visited for Christmas and you have to sleep on little bed or something like that or whatever, and the sheets aren't quite right. And it's like, you pull them up here and they come off your feet and you pull them down over your feet and then your, your chest is cold. And we we've all had some experience like that more than likely. I know I have. And it's, it's like you, you, you just don't sleep well. You wake up all night and like, ah, I'm cold here. I'm cold there. And it's like, this is just not comfortable. And it makes for a miserable night, right? He's, he's saying, listen, when you understand what I'm saying, it's going to bring sheer terror to you. What's about to happen. He's like, this is, it's going to be as uncomfortable as never being able to like fully fall asleep and stay asleep at night. That, that just insanity that that brings when you can't sleep well and you're because like you don't have what you need. It's not comfortable. It's like, that's, that's what we're, we're moving toward here. You need to understand what I'm talking about. Verse 21, the Lord will rise up as he did at Mount Perizim. He will rouse himself in the Valley of Gibeon to do his work, his strange work and perform his task, his alien task. Now stop your mocking, or your chains will become heavier. The Lord, the Lord Almighty, has told me of the destruction decreed against the whole land. I want to pause right there. Um, he's saying, you know, he's going to come and he's going to bring judgment like he did in these, these places in the past. But it's interesting because Isaiah says he's going to do his strange work, his alien work. This is foreign to you. And, and I, I don't think he's just talking about using foreigners. He's already said that. He's going to use foreigners to come in and bring judgment on you. But I don't think it's just that, right? It's that he's that the Lord himself is going to bring judgment. He's going to bring judgment against his people. He's going to bring destruction against his people. And that's the weird thing. That's the strange thing. It's like, you know, I thought we were your people, Lord, but here you're bringing death and destruction on us. And that's the weird part. That's the strange thing is that the Lord is going to do that, but it's because they've turned away and the Lord is going to bring correction. It's going to be, 
it's going to be destructive and devastating correction. But there's times where hearts get so far away, the only thing that wakes us up is for us to lose everything, unfortunately. Let's continue on. Verse 23. Listen and hear my voice. Pay attention and hear what I say. When a farmer plows for planting, does he plow continually? Does he keep on breaking up and working the soil? When he's leveled the surface, does he not sow caraway and scatter cumin? Does he not plant wheat in its place, barley in its plot, and spelt in its field? His God instructs him and teaches him in the right way. Caraway is not threshed with a sledge, nor is the wheel of a cart rolled over cumin. Caraway is beaten out with a rod and cumin with a stick. Grain must be ground to make bread, so one does not go on threshing it forever. The wheels of a threshing cart may be rolled over it, but the one, one does not use horses to grind grain. All this comes from the Lord Almighty, whose plan is wonderful, whose wisdom is magnificent. This is an interesting, again, another extended metaphor where Isaiah is using this agrarian example. The Lord, through Isaiah, is using this agrarian example where he's saying, you know, you don't uh, plow a field and just keep plowing it. You plow it until you've got it to where it's good enough, and then you start sowing. You start planting in it, and then you water. And then when you harvest, you know, you don't treat every single harvest the same, right? You don't treat corn the same as wheat. You don't harvest those things the same. You don't separate the grains in the same way. Uh, for us, corn, they didn't have corn. He's saying, you know, uh, uh, caraway, which is dill and cumin, right? They're different plants. And so you have to do different things with them to separate the grain, to separate the thing that you're after from all of the rest of the plant, the chaff that you're going to get rid of. I think chaff is technically the the lighter stuff from stalks of wheat, but the idea is the the extra stuff from any plant that you don't want, right? It's the part of the plant that grows, but it's the seed, it's the grain that you're after. Every single one of these things have a, has a different process to extract that so that you can actually make things from it, right? And and he, he's even saying, you know, he's saying, you know, with wheat, you, you don't keep threshing it forever. Threshing it doesn't make bread. Right. Once you thresh it, you gather the grain and then you grind that and you make bread from the flour. Right. So there's all these different processes and the Lord has come up with all of these. He's saying the Lord invented every bit of this. Like you didn't figure this out on your own. The Lord came up with all of this. Every single thing that he has, it's wonderful, it's beautiful, it's magnificent. And so he's saying, listen, the ways of the Lord here, they look strange to you. Right, Because they're like, well, we're God's people. How can he bring judgment on us? And he's saying, listen, you don't perform the same task for every type of harvest, for every type of food that you're growing. You do different things at different times with different plants to extract what you need. The Lord, he's like, he doesn't do everything always the same. There's times where... You have grown so far away from him. You still are his people. He still loves you. But he's going to have to get really tough. That's the strange, the alien task, right? There's wisdom in all of these different ways in which you harvest the different grains and the way that you process them into the final food. And he's saying, you didn't come up with that. The Lord gave you that. 
Lord is the one that predetermined how all of these things will work. In the same way, he has predetermined how he deals with you in each different situation, depending on how far your heart is turned away. And that's what's coming. And that is the truth in our lives is the Lord doesn't, he, he's not indiscriminate. He's like, man, <clears throat> I don't know how to deal with this situation in your life. So I'll just like, I'll deal with it with the way that I've dealt with other things in other ways. That's not how it is. Lord's a really smart guy and he's going to deal with us exactly as we need to be dealt with. Sometimes that's gentle and sometimes that's very harsh. But the Lord is always good. His judgments are always true and righteous. His plan is wonderful. His wisdom is magnificent. That's the Lord we serve. For the 10-week Bible study, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs. And I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for watching the 10-week Bible study. If you've enjoyed this, would you consider doing that whole like and subscribe and bell thing you're always hearing people talk about? It really helps other people find out about the show. And my heart is for people to fall in love with God's word. Thank you.